Hey, For The Girl fam, it's Mac, and I wanted to let you know that you are listening to the Daughters series. We are going to be studying incredible women from the Bible for the next six weeks, and we actually have a workbook or a Bible study that goes along with this study. You can get it on our website, forthegirl.com, and you will have an incredible tool and resource to help you engage with Scripture, understand context, and really begin to interact with the text. We also have some super cool merch, a daughter sweatshirt, a Go Be His t-shirt, and a beanie. That's right. It's super cute. You're going to want to check that out also at forthegirl.com. We would love to have you join us in an even deeper way for this study by grabbing your workbook online. But that's all I got for you right now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, you guys. Welcome back. We are we are back. so pumped. We are so excited. I heard some podcasters, and every time they welcome themselves, they they welcome the audience back. They introduce themselves. So, oh, okay. What's your name? <laughs> My name is Mackenzie Ray Durham, also known as Ken's. What about you? <laughs> My name is Mackenzie <laughs> Lee Wilson, also known as Mac, and we are your hosts of the For the Girl podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. But in all seri- seriousness, wait, is that what you say? That's exactly what you say. Okay. In all seriousness, <laughs> why does that feel wrong? I don't know. Um, we are really pumped for this series. Yeah. Um, we are calling it Daughters. And this is a series where we're going to be looking at six different women in the Bible. And we're going to just walk you through their like stories in scripture Mm -hmm. and then share what we've learned from their story, how we can apply it to our lives today. Hey, yo, scripture applies to our lives today. Yeah. Even the Old Testament. Even the OT. I love that. That's so good. We're really pumped to talk about it. We're going to kind of act as your guys' like Bible study leaders if we can do so, if we're qualified <laughs> to do so, um, but we're going to, we're really pumped about that and just to get to share some of our personal lives too. So yes. that's what we're doing. Six episodes. They're going to be full of fun, laughs, and the real deal. Jesus. Mm, that's good. But before we get into that, we have a brand new segment for you guys. We're really excited about this one. Never before done on the For The Girl podcast. So this new segment is called Three Minute Tea. And here's how it works. <laughs> Ken's and I have three minutes, no less or no more, no more than three minutes. We're actually going to set a timer. Yes. You're going to hear the buzzer go off. And we have three minutes to reveal as much tea, to spill as much tea as we can about a specific topic. Which means we just got to go all in right away. We got to go all in right away. No holding back. Like, just go for it. Yeah. And so every week we're going to have a new intro. Kind of an interesting topic, maybe yeah. like a, a hot take, um, unpopular opinion, funny story, something like okay. that. But yeah. today, for our very first <laughs> three minute tea, the title of this tea time is called Protector of Purity. Are you ready? 
I am totally ready. Tens has no idea what this is about to be. I have no idea, but I'm ready to tell you guys about purity. Okay, let's go. One, two, three, go. Okay. Okay. Give All it right. to me. Here's the thing. So recently I started dating this guy. And um, you know when you date somebody, you typically kiss them, right? Mm-hmm. And some people choose not to do that. But um, so <laughs> I have hard. a dog. I have a dog. Her name is Rosie. She's really mm. cute. She's really attached to me. She she's loves me so a lot. Cute. And she's really well. Un- she's not well behaved. She's, she's psycho. Kind of a terrible dog in terms <laughs> of behavior. But in terms of love, she is just lavish with her love. And so the other night, that's a good way to put Not it. late night. This is very PG, you know, very PG. But the other night, this guy that I've been dating, he's over. And um, we were on the couch and we were, you know, kissing a little. And I kid you not, three seconds in, there comes <laughs> a nose. A nose. Literally Aww. pushing our faces apart. Like her nose was in between our faces. And it's like she climbs up onto the couch. I mean, like the girl was letting no funny business go down. None at Good all. Like job, she Rosie. literally got in the way of everything. And I thought Let's to myself, go. God, did you send me a protector of purity in my dog, Rosie? Like he did. Because it's hard sometimes, you yeah. know. But he sent me this little dog who will not, <laughs> she does not let anything go down. It's pretty amazing. That is amazing. Has this ever happened to you with Kobe? You know, here's the thing. I love to make out with my dog. Maybe more <laughs> than I like. This took a turn. Yeah. This took a turn. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so no. honestly, it's kind of reverse for me. If anybody's protecting purity, it's Josh between me and Kobe. It's actually a new little really? joke in the okay. house. Okay, so it, Josh is the protector of purity Josh in your household. Is, yes, I'm like, Josh, you and Josh I'm are married. touch so- tongues with Kobe. Oh. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, no, gross. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. No, you don't. You French <laughs> kiss your dog? Don't lie. You French kiss your no, dog. No, I do not French kiss my dog. And I love her a lot. That's too much for me. That is way too much for me. I mean, it just happens like by accident. Like you stick your tongue out and put it in his mouth? Not necessarily. Or does he stick his tongue out and put it in your mouth? Give I don't know what happens. Here. I don't know what happens. What, you black out? <laughs> yeah, Are you enjoying it that out. much? <laughs> so that's all I got. I mean, no, Kobe, me and Josh have done too many things in front of Kobe. It's actually, <laughs> you're married. You're married. We're married. We're yeah. married. And Josh actually hates when Kobe's in the room. Does he make Kobe go away? Yes, he <laughs> sometimes does. And then Kobe usually ends up watching. And it's weird. But, I love this. So, no, Kobe is not the protector of our purity. He witnesses he, everything. He just goes down for yeah. it. He's like, so, thank you, Kobe. Kobe. Oh, my <laughs> I'm goodness. I'm so sorry. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, is time up? Thank <laughs> goodness. I've never been so happy time is up because I'm sweating. That was I can't believe you French kiss your dog. I wow. Mean, I think a lot of listeners do. Please holla at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Wow. Okay. Well, that was our first segment of uh, Three Minute Tea. I can't wait for our topic next week. It's I gonna just be good. we're going to be embarrassing, our, embarrassing ourselves every week here on the For the Girl podcast. Can't but wait. let's jump into our first week of daughters. We're talking about Rahab. Let's get to it. All right, you guys. We're so pumped to dive into chapter one 
of this series. So just to give you guys a little bit of an overview of how this episode's going to go and the next five episodes are going to go. So we are going to kind of act as if we're your Bible study leaders, participants, whatever you want to say. So we're going to um, walk you through um, each story in the um Bible. But so, we're going to give our own little spin on it. Yeah, we're going to give this our This isn't going to be your classic Sunday school Bible study lesson. Yes. This is going to have a little Mac and Ken spicy flair. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. Yeah. So we're going to walk you through this scripture story of where this person's found in scripture. And then we're going to walk you through just like our biggest like takeaways from mm-hmm. her story. Like the yeah. things that spoke to us most while we were writing and when we were processing and praying yeah. through yeah. this. Um, and we'll give you guys some insights yeah. on that and stuff. So, And one of my favorite things about this study is, you know, we're looking at all these different incredible women and we're seeing kind of like, we're seeing God's heart for his daughters. And mm-hmm. so what I love is taking these stories and then beginning to apply that same heartbeat to something in my own life and something yeah. in your life. And yeah. hopefully you'll be able to do the same. Totally. Um, and so I really think it's going to be a cool conversation. So even if you've already read the chapter, there's so much new information we're going to be talking about here. So I'm really excited. Yes. So let's jump into our first girl. Yes. She's our girl. Our girl. <laughs> I've now claimed all of these Bible characters as <laughs> my girl. Are, they're our girl. Like We're she's besties. my girl. <laughs> yeah. My first girl is Rahab. My girl Rahab. My girl. My girl Rahab. Okay, guys. So let's jump in. We're gonna retell Rahab's story in our own way. Um, so first up, Rahab. She lived in the city of Jericho. I know you guys all know about Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. You know the song? Jericho. <laughs> Keep yeah. going. Come on. That's all I know. Honestly. Oh, Sorry. man. Do you have more for us? Yeah. No, that's all I got for okay. you. But that's a that's very important to remember that Joshua fought the battle at Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. That's going to be important in this story. Oh, thank you. Okay. So Rahab lived in this city. If you don't know, Jericho was like a wild pagan city. So, I mean, this is like almost like Las Vegas of the Bible. Crazy stuff. Imagery, yeah. Crazy stuff was going down here that was not of the Lord. That was not great in the eyes of the Lord. And so this is this pagan culture. They worship a ton of other gods. Um, they're doing just things that honestly probably break God's heart in a lot of ways. And so um, along come the Israelite people. So mm-hmm. the Israelite people, you know, we've got Moses. We all know Moses led Mm -hmm. the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. Well, Moses dies before they're actually ever able to enter Mm -hmm. into the promised land, but he leaves a successor and his name is Joshua. Mm -hmm. And that's the book of the Bible we're in. We're in Joshua 2 for Rahab's story. And so Joshua... Hold on one second while I turn there. (laughs) Did you make it? I made it. Did you find it? All right. We're in the Old Testament. So Joshua... Joshua sends a couple of spies into Jericho. So they're not quite into the promised land yet. They're getting ready to enter in. And he sends a couple of spies in. And if you know much about Jericho, we already learned this from the song. There's a wall around mm-hmm. the city. And it's believed that our girl Rahab, her home was actually built in or on to the city walls, maybe like a flat roof, you know, where she could put out some produce to dry, probably some flax that she would use to spin linen thread because Rahab, she was not just she had a lot of things going on i think she was a great homemaker at the end of the day i'm just yes. throwing that out there but i think she spun her own thread i think actually that's biblical i think it does talk about that in oh good and joshua too but it felt a little random saying it out loud 
<laughs> so, okay, the two spies are sent into Jericho. And Ken's, I'm going to need your help with this one. Okay. Um, okay, so the two spies, they're from a very interesting city. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find this out in Joshua 2, verse 1. Can you read that first verse for me and really do your best to introduce that city Joshua name. 1, verse 1? No, Joshua 2, 1. Okay. Oh, Joshua 2, 1. Okay. All right. Just the name of the city? No, no, no. Read the whole verse. Okay. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. <laughs> Go look over... Over the land, he said, especially Jericho. Kens, are you cursing on this podcast? <laughs> this Shit is em. PG. I actually it's have in the Bible. I have no clue how you pronounce that name. I think I nailed it. I have no clue. Someone can DM us and let us know if Ken just cursed for no reason or if that's actually the way you pronounce it. We're not sure. So mm-hmm. the two spies. Apparently, we're calling it Shittim. I think it's maybe not that. I don't know. I don't know. So the two spies, they go into the city of Jericho. They end up at a woman named Rahab's house. Uh, Rahab, our daughter of the week. And it's interesting because Rahab is described in scripture as a prostitute or a harlot. Every time you read the name of Rahab, it's always says Rahab, the prostitute, Rahab, the harlot. And so um, Rahab doesn't have like a great reputation. You know, Mm -hmm. she is living in this pagan city where all these crazy things are going down. And clearly she's taking a part of this. Um, Mm -hmm. And we don't really know what led there. I think about we have to often think about these Bible characters. We can't we can't read their stories just like. Um, flat. We have to read their stories with like thinking about background and history. And although we don't have those details, my guess is that Rahab, you know, wasn't a little girl and dreaming of being a prostitute. There was mm-hmm. probably a lot of things that led to this outcome in her mm-hmm. life. And I think we got to think about those layers and those details when we look at people around us too, of like what's yeah. in their backstory that has led them to this place in life where they feel like this is their only option or, or this is their best option. And so mm-hmm. Rahab, she's a prostitute. These two guys wind up at her house. And the king of Jericho finds out that there's two spies in the city and then they're at Rahab's. I have no clue how he found out. This king, he knows what's up. He just knew. He had some good security, honestly. Wow. How did he know? They were at Rahab's. Just assume at the prostitute's house. He had some good binoculars. Good binoculars. That's right. Up on that wall in the castle looking down. Okay. So... He says, hey, Rahab, turn these two guys in. And she actually instead hides the men on her roof. And then she tells him, hey, they already left and they went the other direction. So the king's army goes after these two men. And Rahab that evening goes up to the roof and she begins to talk to these men. And she tells about um, how she'd heard stories of the Israelite people and the things that their God had done for them, these incredible Mm. things. And you can see that like there's almost this holy fear Mm. of God, the God of Israel, our God. Um, but then at the same time, there's this like interest. She's leaning in. She's like, oh, what you guys have in this relationship with God. Like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And so she strikes this like kind of bargain with these two men. Um, she takes a step of faith. She says, I want to put my faith in your God, the God of Israel. Like, I want to be a part of that. Um, and so I will protect you guys. I will help you get out of this city. If in return, you will protect myself and my family when you come back to conquer the city of Jericho. So mm. they, they agree. They say, okay, Rahab, we will protect you as long as you keep your promise, tie a scarlet cord to your window. And then when we come back to conquer the city of Jericho, we will spare everyone in your household. So that's exactly what she does. She ties a scarlet cord around her window. Um, and then we enter into a few more chapters in Joshua where later out we find, or later on we find that, 
the Israelites do, in fact, cross the Jordan River and they come to Jericho. You've heard the story. They walk around the the wall seven times, blaring trumpets, and then the walls come tumbling down. But Mm -hmm. before that all happens, or before they totally destroy the city, they go and get Rahab and they protect her. And she actually ends up becoming a part. She kind of assimilates into the Israelite people. Uh, We find out later that she marries an Israelite um, and crazy stuff happens. And we actually find out that Rahab is in the lineage of Jesus. So Rahab is a part of this coming Messiah. God actually used a prostitute uh, in the lineage of Jesus. And so it's just this this really cool story. You actually read about Rahab several more times in the New Testament. And when I think about this story at first glance, honestly, I'm not sure I totally relate. You know, like I'm like, yeah, I run a ministry. (laughs) I'm not a prostitute. But the more that I kind of dug into her story, the more that I began to see myself, Mm -hmm. the more that I began to see just like how certain life circumstances had led me to make decisions or to believe lies about myself or to see myself through different lenses that weren't God's heart for me. Um, And what is so cool about Rahab's story and the big thing that I want us to kind of talk about over the next few minutes is this idea of redemption and how when we are God's daughters, there's nothing he loves more than coming in and redeeming our story, redeeming our heart, redeeming our life. Mm. Um, and what I love is that God doesn't want to kind of like when you come to him, he doesn't want to simply like remove your past or ignore your past or sweep it under the rug and pretend like it never happened. He wants to rewrite it, renew it, refresh it and redeem mm. it for his glory. Yeah. Um you know, in Rahab, we see a prostitute, but it's never hidden that she's a prostitute. All throughout the Bible, it says Rahab, the prostitute. She was in the lineage of Jesus. God isn't trying to hide that in his word. Rather, he's showing us a picture of what redemption looks like, a picture of his redemption, that same redemption that he has for you as his daughter. Um, Mm. It's so cool that in the New Testament, we actually see Rahab still referred to as a prostitute, but we see her recognized for her faith, that's redemption. That's so cool. That's so beautiful. Um, And so I really want to talk about for all of us, like I think all of us, if we're really honest, there's probably something in our life that we're feeling maybe really hurt by, really ashamed of, really scared to tell somebody um, something maybe that's even convinced you that you can't be loved by God. It might be really big. It might be really small. But I really just kind of want us to think about that, to name that, maybe whatever it is in your head right now, just name that, identify that, and really begin to look out how that might be the very thing that God wants to redeem the most for his glory in your life. And um, when I think about our stories, like what what do you kind of think about when you first think of God's redemption through the story of Rahab? Like what's really stood out to you about this? Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I think the you said it a lot, like the fact that Rahab is known to be a prostitute, like that's like there's full awareness of this and it's said repeated over and over in scripture. Like I love that because I love knowing and seeing like even just like the vulnerability and that Mm -hmm. the humility that comes from that, like being like, yeah, this was where I was from. Like this is like the part of my story that God redeemed. Like, I love having conversations around that. I think as believers, we could probably do that a whole lot more often. Like, like, this is what I used to live in. This is the sin I used to live Mm. in. And this is how the Lord redeemed it. 
Um, I know my pastor always talks about that at church. Like he had this like, crazy redemption story, like from doing drugs and selling <laughs> drugs and all this yeah. and like to now like speaking and preaching. And it's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time he shares it, he shares it like all the time. And every time he shares it, I'm like always so inspired. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I look yeah. at Rahab's story, I'm just like so impressed by what mm. God can do um, in one life, you know, how yeah. he can completely yeah. turn it around and yeah. use our like sin to mm. glorify him in the most so beautiful way. And yeah, there's plenty of things I can yeah. think in even yeah. our own relationship. And isn't that so cool that let's be real, God probably could have used any person in the city of Jericho for this moment. Mm. You know, he could have used anybody, but he chose to go after like these spies could have ended up anywhere, but he chose to go after the prostitute and how that is just, it displays God's picture of redemption so well and so beautifully. Um, And I just so believe that that is what God is doing in each of our lives. And some of us have those crazy wild stories, like those crazy wild, like I was like this, I was a mess and over here. And then God came into my life and I was totally made new. And then some of us have literally grown up in church our whole lives. And maybe we don't have that like background or that history. And maybe we're even wondering, we're like, God, is there even anything that, you know, you want to come in and redeem in my life? And as we were kind of talking about our own stories of redemption, you know, we've both been not really wild girls out there doing crazy (laughs) things, you know, never really had that rebellious phase, but, um, (laughs) we were just thinking about where have we seen that thread of redemption in our own lives. And we both kind of agreed probably the most powerful area that we've seen that thread of redemption is actually in our own friendship, which is crazy enough. That's so crazy. Uh, Some of you guys might know this, but me and Mac met when we were in college. So we've known each other since we were little babies, like seriously, since we've been probably 20 or something. Yeah. And it has taken so many years. I mean, those first few, we jumped into doing delight and working together, like right after college, our first year. And mind you, we were in the midst of just like so much like growing up um all together like we were (laughs) um making career decisions making personal like relationships decisions and all of these things and that often created like a lot of tension in our relationship like we were like making these decisions like looking at each other comparing probably like sometimes being jealous over each other and what we Mm -hmm. were doing and um we're also like building a company ministry together which is crazy in itself and gosh we've had so many tough conversations and so many times where we almost like quit just because we were so mad at each other so rude to each other so (laughs) angry at each other and um it's been really cool I mean over the last um probably year 12 months honestly like I mean it's been like three or four years of like constant like back and forth fighting feeling like we could never overcome we'd have like six months of good and then two months Mm -hmm. of horrible and it would just bring back old stuff we were constantly kind of like opening old wounds and yes never really getting deep to like the root and the issues that we really really had yeah um yeah Yeah, we could probably go on and on about like terrible stories and terrible things we've said to each other (laughs) in the past. But yeah, over the last like 12 months, I mean, in coming into the 12 months, I mean, we had our major falling out where we were like, Mac was about to move for not good reasons. (laughs) And um, we were fighting about like everything. It felt like we couldn't get on the same page at all. You know, when you're so mad at somebody, you're so hurt by somebody that every little thing they do just 
kills you inside. You're like, the way Ugh. she just took a sip of her water is just <laughs> yeah. making me rage inside. That's Maybe that's amazing. just me, but I the was definitely in that water. place. I was definitely <laughs> in that place. And we had been at it for a while, going back and forth, really trying, because we knew we run this ministry together. Yeah. Like there's so much resting kind of on the weight and the shoulders of our friendship. And, and we knew we had to get back to a good spot and we yes. were trying so actively, but it was incredibly difficult. And I remember for me, the biggest switch was I was at a furniture store of all places. I don't really remember <laughs> why, but I was at a furniture store. Ken's calls me and she's like, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this and we're both kind of a little guarded as we're on this phone call, like, okay, we'll see how this goes, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, she said, you know, I know there's a lot of things that we've been disagreeing about and, and feeling like we're on different pages about. And she's like, but the one thing that I know we've always been on the same page about is just like the nitty gritty ministry. Like when we're just doing ministry together, when we take away all of the other things of having to make hard financial decisions of, you know, having to make big life decisions or personal decisions that kind of, have infiltrated this like precious moment and these precious mo areas of simply doing ministry together. Mm -hmm. um, she was like, I feel like we just need to, for a season, lay all the other stuff aside and just get back to doing ministry together, uh, get back to the heartbeat of what it is. And so we kind of agreed that day that that's what we we're going to do. We said, okay, so we're going to do, I mean, still we had to make decisions and things. We were still running an organization together, but Mm -hmm. We kind of pushed all that side. We're actually on For the Girl Tour. So funny to think about. Last year on For the Girl Tour, we had just made that decision. And we had, number one, so much fun. I think more fun yeah, than we've ever had on true. tour. <laughs> on, ever had on traveling together. That's we laughed true. so much. Um, we had incredible conversations. Mm -hmm. We got back to simply doing ministry together, like day in and day out, you know, getting to lead so many women to the feet of Jesus, see so yeah. many women encounter Jesus, kind of like share yes. in just the beauty of all that. I miss for the girl too. Same. I'm sad. Um, <laughs> and it was so cool because I was so mad at you and you were so mad at me. Uh -huh. And that all just started to like melt away, like all the frustration, all the anger, all the hurt by the end of for the girls who were, I almost couldn't even remember why we had been fighting, why we had been so upset at each other. And, mm -hmm. um, we had to kind of enter into a season of rebuilding and relooking at what that looked like. And, and it took time. It took a couple more months, but yeah. Hey, you guys, we wanted to take a moment and share something that's so near and dear to our heart, and that is Delight Ministries. If you didn't know already, Mac and I actually started Delight when we were in college, and now it has grown all across the country and reaching thousands of college women. Basically, Delight is a women's ministry on your college campus, and you meet weekly, have worship nights, and just build Christ-centered community while in college because, gosh, that can be so hard sometimes. So if you're in college, you need to know about Delight because you can join it on your campus. If there's one, go to our website, delightministries.com, and look up your university there. Um, and if you're in high school, Get excited because there might be a Delight chapter on your college campus. And if there isn't, anybody and everybody could start a Delight. And it is the coolest thing ever. All of our Delight chapters are totally student-led and run. And it will change your life. Getting to invite hundreds of women to be a part of the kingdom of God is just the coolest thing ever. So, Mac, how could you even be a part of this? Yes. If you are interested in learning about how to start a Delight, all you got to do is go to our website 
website, www.delightministries.com slash start a delight and sign up there. And you will be in contact with someone from our incredible delight team so soon. You're not locked in, but trust us, you are going to want to bring this incredible ministry to your campus and watch your entire college campus begin to fall in love with Jesus. Come on, let's start a delight. Yeah. Don't you feel like honestly, since then, we truly have not had another like big argument. Yeah. Truly, yeah. Which is crazy. Back on the same page. And like, yeah. seriously, not only like, is it just on the surface of like the conversations and we're not fighting anymore, but like it's a heart change. It's a redemption yeah. of what God yeah. can do in your life and the way you view your friends and the way you um, view your calling. And I think I think it's it. Like, I think our conversation around let's just focus on ministry together really was like probably a, a thing that everybody needs to hear. Like, if you just focus on the main thing again, like redemption happens when you like just like look into the eyes of yeah, Jesus yeah. and when you just focus on him yeah. and care way less about the other things and just trust in him like yeah. let all the other things go and you're like okay I'm just gonna focus here I'm just gonna pursue you I'm just gonna do what you call me to do yeah. I'm just gonna be more yeah. like you everything changes from yeah. your like in in your in your spirit yeah. your spirit spirit yeah. and I think that changed everything yeah and what I love about God's redemptive story is he doesn't just restore the old and like redeem it to what it what it was he honestly makes it 10 times better and I think about that in our friendship like our old friendship was good but mm. what we have now we've had the most fruitful year of ministry that we've ever had I've had more fun doing ministry than I ever have mm. and I seriously like my heart has changed towards you like mm. you could say something hurtful to me today but I would see it differently I'd see it through a different lens and so mm. I think God's story of redemption God's picture of redemption isn't just to like restore something to what it was like he has new vision for what it could be um, how he can use it even more for his glory and so I I just want all of us to think about um, what might God want to redeem in your life and maybe you don't have that crazy history maybe um, you know we're not like Rahab you don't have this like crazy job that you do but what is that something that God wants to redeem in your life maybe it's a sin pattern maybe it's a friendship like Ken's and I's. Maybe it's um, a relationship with your parents. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's um, X, Y, and Z. I don't know what that is for you. But I think the first step is just to identify what that area of redemption is and and begin to let God into that. Begin to kind of take that one small step towards God. I love that we see that in Rahab's story. Like, when Rahab took that one small step of faith and said like, hey, I want to put my trust in your God, not the not my gods and not my culture mm-hmm. and not this city's way of doing like I want to do something different. I want to mm-hmm. take one step. Rahab was not a perfect Christian. She didn't honestly, she didn't know much. She didn't know her Bible back and forth at that point. She didn't yeah. know. She didn't have a quiet time with Jesus. Like she was still a prostitute technically, but she took that yeah. one small step of faith and that one small step is what God gave what gave God permission to do the redeeming to come in and to change everything and so yeah I feel like for so many women out there you got to first identify what's that area that God might want to come in and Mm -hmm. redeem in your story not just return it to what it was but actually make it new and then what would that one small step of faith look like, like Rahab's small step? What would that one small step of faith look like to begin to let God have full access 
of your story so that he can come in and do the redeeming. Yeah, that's really, really good. I love that. I think it's important to to just do the one thing. I think yeah. we get ahead of ourselves. Oh gosh, I'm always tempted to. I'm like, I'm just going to be like this for the rest of my life. And I'm like, okay, no. Again, so let's just like reshape one thing yeah. really quickly. And I hope that Rahab's story gives you faith. I hope that Mac and I story. I mean, we didn't go into a ton of detail, but you should know, like things were rough. Things were rough. <laughs> I think Rahab would say the same thing about yeah. herself in her life. Like things were hard. Things mm. were rough. She was far from Jesus. Gosh, we were so far um, from Jesus in those moments and in those arguments that Mac and I had. And even just our character was like yeah. so completely different. Like, so I just want to speak like faith into your life that God really can redeem, that yeah. he has done it over and over again in other people's lives, in scripture, and probably even in your own life if you looked back a couple of years. And he's going to do it again and again and again. It's what he loves to do is like mm. change it around, change the story around. Like, And it's just on us to take that one little step and he'll like have all the control again to yeah. redeem. Yeah. So. And what I love is that for some of you, your one small step might be doing this study. It might be yeah. choosing to do the daughter study. Maybe you're that woman who's never, ever read the Bible before. Like truly, you kind of pretend in Sunday school or whatnot, but you've never actually like had that personal connection with Jesus through his word. Um, maybe you're someone who's just like been caught up in that sin pattern and like you're just having a hard time hearing God's voice. Like wherever you're at, I truly believe that choosing to say, God, I'm going to look, I'm going to seek out your heart for me amongst all the noise, amongst all the clutter of this world. And I think that this study, studying um, six women from the word of God is such a beautiful way to do that. It's setting a rhythm of saying, I'm going to choose you, God, before I choose anything else. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to try to understand your heart for your daughters, you know, yeah. um, your picture of redemption, like go to Joshua too and see God's picture of yeah. redemption. And so uh, we just challenge you guys to commit to spending time with Jesus every single day for listening for his voice um, and seeing his heart for you, his daughter, through the pages of scripture. So, so good. He's going to redeem so many women. I can't wait. The big things, the little things. Let's dive in. Let's seek him. Yes. And I'm so excited for our next week. We're going to be back for Daughters Week two if you don't have your daughter's book by the way it is not too late like absolutely just pause not. this podcast go to forthegirl.com purchase that book and then you can pick this back up whenever you want um yes. we definitely suggest doing it with other women like yes. doing this in community is so 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 important but we would love to have you join us and next week we're actually going to be talking about our next daughter which is deborah do you have a, do you want to give us a, like a little like trailer oh, for next week deborah is an epic military leader you guys so we're talking like woman leader like she's just on. killing it um and she also is prophetic like she hears god's voice so if you want to know how to hear god's voice and start taking action Deborah's our girl to learn from so we're gonna learn so much about that it's gonna be good we're about to defeat the enemy let's go Let's go. Okay, well, we will see you back here next week for another episode of our daughter's study. We love you for the girl fam, and we really will talk to you next week. <laughs>